0: Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call Life in America Today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive... But always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio
1: Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Thanksgiving week to you. Uh, welcome to Raising Expectations. We're so glad that you're here. One of the things that's uh, grateful about Thanksgiving is for your friends. So we want to start the program tonight letting you know how thankful we are for you as our friends. Thanks for tuning in again, and God bless you this week. Again, I'm Joe Schofield. I have the, the pleasure of introducing to you each week some of the most wonderful people you're ever going to meet and uh, those are inclusive, but first of all, uh, on our co-host team, Dr. Paul Hall. Dr. Paul Hall is, and there he is, <laughs> he's a retired theologian, a professor, teacher, great counselor, <laughs> and uh, but he's not a retired theologian because during the week he does what, folks? Theology. Theology. Theologs and uh theologuing during the week is important because he comes up with great things. You're gonna hear some of them tonight. So hey, we love you, Paul. Glad you're here, brother. Well, you <laughs> too. Good to oh, see you. Good to see you, man. All right, and then all the way from uh the east coast, we're moving from California all the way to Georgia. We have Stephanie and Craig Thayer. Dr. Thayer is a is a surgeon and uh, also an author. We'll be telling you more about that later. Great days are coming. you do you see what we got planned for you this coming year? So uh, he's also an author. He's a trauma surgeon. Craig has a heart for God that's as uh, big as he is, and we love Craig. He's six foot seven. If we're ever in trouble, we call Craig first. So in any event, if we ever have an accident, he's the doctor we want to take care of us. Craig, we love and appreciate you, brother, and thank God for you and your wife, who is just takes such great care of you. Stephanie is a renowned health and wellness coach. She also uh helps people with their walk with the Lord, you know, she has a key. Once you know yourself on the inside with the Lord, he shows you how you work it in the outside and she's there to help you. So Stephanie, thanks for all you do to help people. The people I just shared with you are continually day after day blessing people as God brings them into their lives, they're ready to help them and that's the joy of being a believer. Now moving back. All the way from the East Coast to, like we so lovingly say, Central America. In the great state of Texas, we have our dear friend, Pastor Ron Greer. Ron is an exceptional guy. You're going to love getting to know Ron more and more. Ron is a, a pastor. He's, you name it, Ron's done it. You can hear his testimony sometime. Ran for Congress, was a Marine, has helped people. He's even a fireman. He's done great things to help people. So Ron, we're so glad you're with us. Ron, once again, and that's why I love sharing these people with you. Ron is another person as a part of this co-host team that literally has learned as he's walked with the Lord. Great insight that you don't learn unless you walk with the Lord. And uh, Ron, we love and appreciate you. Thanks for being with us from Central America, all the way from McKinney, Texas. Great to have you with us.
2: Yay, that's
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we're working on getting the applause track, guys. Uh, there you go. There you go. have <laughs> got some little kids that live next door. I'm going to pay them each five bucks, see if they'll come in and cheer and yell and everything. day. We're going to record them for you. should be very, very good. It'll be good. So, so Tonight, as you know, we've been talking on some really interesting mm-hmm. subjects, and uh, this week is Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, we can look around us and uh, we can see that uh, we can be thankful for many things, but there's also some things maybe we're not so thankful for. It's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. There's some great, like we like to call them FBs in life, some great faith builders if we're looking at who's in charge and what's happening. So uh, I, I just I'm just going to ask a couple of questions and kick this out to three very special people. There's four. One, two, three, four. There's four. I was a math major, but there's four of them right there.
2: Sure, so, maybe three. Yeah, yeah.
0: three guys and a wonderful lady. So, hang on, Steph. You're up. <laughs> we'll be sharing tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, and I just kind of want us to think about uh, a couple of things. And just getting started tonight. As I throw out some questions and, and, and the gang shares about them, maybe you can think about them. If you're, if you're having like some of you shared me a cup of coffee with your wife right now, or you're watching us on, you put us up on the screen or something, kind of ask these to each other about Thanksgiving. We'll see where we come from. Uh, we are calling tonight. Do we have an attitude of gratitude? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I watch the news and I can't find gratitude anywhere. I have an attitude is what I have. But I have to go to the one who is in charge of it all. And I'm going to preface this by saying, you've heard me say this before, the older I get, uh, the more I realize, no matter how much you study the Word of God, no matter how much you walk through life with the Lord, I realize, Paul and I were talking about this the other day, I have less answers And sometimes I don't even understand the question. But the beauty of it is this. I can have an attitude of gratitude because I know the one who not only has the answers, not only formulates the questions, but created it all, knows it all, and sees it all. And I belong to him, and so do my brothers and my sister here. So I just want to throw all that thought out. Maybe we could start. Let's start with the Thayers. And uh, what? maybe you can list at least two, maybe three things that you're really thankful for as we head towards Thanksgiving here this week. It is first. <laughs> it's not, and it's not a trick question. No.
3: <laughs> I, um, I have a, a deep pause. Well, for a couple of reasons, I have a prayer journal that uh, a friend got me this year. And I've, I've journaled the last few years because I, it helps me appreciate. I think sometimes you have hard days and you think, Oh, where is God? Where has he been? And you can flip through and see all these answers to simple things, right? Or where God showed up. But this particular prayer journal that I have, it says, what uh, are you praising today? And what are you thankful for? And it's at the top of each day. And it's a really good reminder because I think sometimes we forget about the simple things. And I can honestly say this, this last eight months has probably been the hardest season I've ever gone through and yet I'm so beyond thankful for my relationship with God. I feel his presence very strongly, which I think is common. You know, when you're in that deep water, you want to cling to him even more, but just really simple things like, uh, my window faces the sunrise you know? So most mornings I I wake up and I look, Oh, not yet. Okay. Oh yeah. There I see the sky starting to turn pink, you know, just simple things. And then I lay in my pillow and I usually have a worship song in my head and I won't even get out of bed until I have prayed, you know, just simple, simple things like that. And I think it's so easy for us to get up and just hit the ground running and go, Oh, it's a horrible day. No, I woke up alive today. Like And I feel pretty good. I'm not in pain. Like, it's a great day. (laughs) So (laughs) keeping it really, really basic and simple, because I think it's so easy for us to look around at others or what we think they have or what I don't have. You know, Um, God knows my prayer. I keep asking for it. Where is he? Well, there's a lot of things that he is doing right.
0: Mm. Amen. Amen. Exactly.
2: Okay. This 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 particular story is not in my book, but it comes up because I just got back from Michigan, where I was at a 21-gun salute for my natural father. So again, I was an orphan, I have a natural mother and natural father. Steph found them, and I've been back for reunions. And he passed away from COVID at 87. So he had a great life. He was in the army, um, great Christian. I got his Bible, yes. even though it smells like smoke.
1: It's
3: so um, cool.
2: But, um, it, it, every time I go back, there was one trip that I took. So I'll say life is my group. One. But, but that being said, there was a trip I took where I was up till two, three o'clock in the morning with mother's side of the family and they were going over family history. And I got back to my hotel room and I literally turn on the TV and it's matrix where Neo is pulling the plugs out of his body. Oh that's not a coincidence. That's his reality changing from being in a gaming machine to what he's really in, this gel and the world around him, right? So that's always been startling to me that I go back and I go, this could have been my reality, right? So I'm so thankful for the life that I got. It was providential. I grew up in Providence Court, as I said before, (laughs) uh, with an Irish mom and and an Anglo-Saxon uh, dad, and um, just a blessing, you know, so um, and just being alive, you know, I, he, he passed, and so you begin to examine your own mortality, mm-hmm. and um grateful for family, and this mm-hmm. time of Thanksgiving that we all get together.
0: Amen, amen. What do you think, guys? Thanks. Who's next? Yeah, that's great. great. I'm
4: <laughs> I was hanging on for Paul's uh, drippings <laughs> of wisdom, and Knowledge here for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I'll go, Paul. I will. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I, mine is um, that there. It's almost too many things to name. I guess I. So I kind of encapsulate it all in um, it's God's gift of knowledge of Him, right? Um, it's it doesn't matter what has happened in my life, what I've accomplish what I have or what I've lost, uh, what the circumstances in the world are, without this knowledge of God, I would be completely overwhelmed. I would be completely lost uh, in darkness, highs and then drop. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's, so the thing I'm most thankful for is the fact that I have a God uh, who loves me enough to give me a a knowledge and awareness of him in my life and around my life and not only that, the, the more I go along in my life, the more I spend time with him, the more I read, the more I listen, he gives me more and more and more. Uh, so it, it's a, a, my, my constant sense of gratitude is out of uh, God's grace, um, cause of his grace in my life, the fact mm-hmm. that I know him. It, you know, and, and one of the things that make it even, makes it even more poignant is that he, uh, uh, one of the blessings I have that guy's giving and i'm not sure why well i know why but in a way <laughs> uh i have very vivid memories of my sort of mindset not just circumstances but my mindset before i got saved mm-hmm. and it, it it is a dark dingy sort of dr- dreary place mm-hmm. no matter no matter what all the events were and what happened, whatever happened it was always this sort of dark dreariness. And then uh, in the last few years before I got saved, there was this constant sort of tension, heat, and pressure that kept growing and growing. Because I, so yeah, so now knowing him, oh, uh, you know, there are times when, when again, I get, I'm down or kind of in this gloom, but at the same time, uh, each day and all day, I keep reminding myself that you are indeed, a child of God, you are saved by Christ, you're indwelled by Christ, he's living through your life, and you know for a fact that God exists. You know for a fact that he not only exists, he's actually involved in every moment, every detail molecule of your life. And then, I come to learn and find that I'm going to be with him presently, with him physically for all eternity. So no matter what happens here, I'm good.
0: (laughs) You're good. All right. Amen. Amen.
3: Exactly. All right. With All this sense of uh, kind of crazy going on in our world, just that peace that you can have from that.
2: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I got to add one gratitude, and that's to all four of you. So I've, I've reached out at times to all four of you for wisdom, and every one of you, because of who you are, what you've been through, have given me great thoughts.
4: So oh, thank you. God bless. Love you, man. Okay, no crying tonight, guys. No, that. Yeah. that. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Dad. <Yeah>. Oh,
3: <laughs> no bets. I mean, it's gonna happen. So.
0: Yeah. Good night for you. Yeah. Amen.
1: Crying's yeah. <laughs> oh, Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and John Wayne. That's right, yeah. John Wayne yeah. too. Yeah. All how's it going, brother?
0: What do you think? Well,
1: you know what? Uh, it, it's interesting right now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in one of those, uh, in some sense, a winter of discontent. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things going on with my, my, uh, parents, my dad's 93, my mom's 90 mom's mm-hmm. in a rehab center. She fell and broke her arm. Uh, uh so you know, things are going on in, uh, and in the midst of that, you know, Ron, what you said, well put, you know, well put. If we could remember from whence we came and keep an eye on where we're going, you know, what what a difference it makes. I, I want to just kind of throw something out and maybe you guys can bat it back a, a little bit. Um, what, what life has taught me um, <laughs> over the past 71 years of pursuit uh, is that i i believe i believe that people all people are given a capacity of faith mm-hmm. some have about the size of a thimble and some have a a construction bucket you know and, and it's not a matter of how big the bucket is it's not a matter of how big if it's a thimble it's a matter of how full the thimble or the bucket is you know if, if we're if we're using the faith you know uh, that that god has given to us and And it sounds trite, I think, especially for people who have yet to come to the knowledge of Jesus uh, as their personal Lord and Savior. It sounds awfully trite to hear, well, I'm so thankful for God, uh, because they just categorically dismiss that until they run into a a trauma. uh, You know, and Ron's articulated that very well, and and it's really made an impact on my life. Um, But. I've also found and maybe y'all can jump in here I've also found that you don't just have one trauma and you That's get right. over it and it's done uh, yeah, you know yeah. it's like it's like like Steph said the sun came up uh and and I I heard this person say one time there's two ways to approach it. You can either wake up and say good morning, Lord, or good Lord, morning. Uh, so uh you know it, it depends on you know how we approach that. But um it's it's really it's really um it's really a tribute to and and this is what I want to pursue. It's really a tribute to have a group of friends who seek to understand your heart and 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 you sense they understand you and if they don't understand you at least they're trying you know they 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 want they want to be in that thing because i I think i'm confident that god made us for relationships and and to look back i don't know if you have friends that go back you know way way back but joe's alluded alluded to the fact we've been friends for 50 years and boy we've seen a lot of rainstorms and a lot of Mm a lot of sunshine and uh we've checked chickens together and we built you know we've done lots of things you know along the way but but I I've I I've, I've, um I don't want to hog this but I want to give you a personal illustration I was at probably one of the lowest parts of my life I mean extremely low I wasn't sure what was going to happen the next 10 minutes let alone the next day it was it was really hard and I hadn't spoken to Joe in 10 years, maybe 12 years. You know, we, we had a friendship, you know, and, 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 and it was a precious friendship. And I was sitting at the table uh, wondering about where life was going to go. And the phone rang and it was Joe Schofield. And uh, Joe said, you know, I was just sitting here and God put you on my mind and I need to know if you're okay. And boy, if that isn't a God wink moment, you know, I mean, it, it's just and I believe that God works like that consistently through through friendships and through networks, you know, that we build. And so I just want to throw that out. What do you all think about friendship? You know, what is it? What does it take to be a friend? I'm thankful for my friends. That's easy to say. <laughs> OK, but <laughs> what does that mean? You know, I'm I'm thankful for you. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for. That, that God allowed us to have friends. Yeah. So so what, what does that mean, you know, to have a friend? Because there are a lot of people sitting in lonely, isolated places today who don't have anyone to talk to. And, and, Paul, that's
0: that's one of the key things that we talk about. You know, you people, like Paul said, man, I just love you guys. And Paul and I, I mean, we go way back. There are people like Paul said, I got a couple texts today, Paul. Mm-hmm. They don't have any friends. They don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. Their family's gone or they're spread out. Yeah, You are becoming their family. Mm-hmm. You're becoming the friends that Paul's talking about. So as you think about what Paul's saying, I want to throw that out to you. You people are becoming their friends.
1: Yeah. So what, what does that mean, you know? What's that mean? One more yeah, follow-up. For example, I, I think there's some basic kind of things, you know. I, I, I don't think we can wait at home alone for God to send us friends, you know, right. if, if we're not willing to get out and, and do some necessary things, you know, and so to help people understand that. Um, and so just if that makes sense at all, I'd just like to hear your hearts on what does that mean? to you, you know, in in this time of being thankful to have a friend, you know? Anybody want to jump
4: in? How about the young people first, go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> so, I always, I, I think the entire purpose of life is cheering um, God, you know, being being that in your actions. But what do you really leave? The only thing you can leave is impression. And that's either that's your relationship. It's with your children or it's with friendships, right? Good or bad. That's what you're going to leave. Multiple generations later, what is left? It's a residual of that either, you know, the next generation taking it or running from whatever your actions were. And so I am extremely grateful for friendship, but it's also very hard because we are all human and we we hurt each other you know i mean i how dare you not think like me in all situations because i really just want you to agree with me right now you know or whatever
0: okay i won't eat the gravy i won't eat the gravy i promise
3: okay i have a son that um it's like a bonus mom to me so they know her as grammy his favorite meal is fried chicken mashers and gravy. And I looked at her and I'm like, I don't know how to make fried chicken. I do not know how to make gravy. Like, what have you done to my child? So still to this day, we'll go somewhere. And he asks for tons of gravy. So, you know, but there goes back to there's a mom who <laughs> chose me and took me in her home pretty much from when I was a kid. I was like the extra child. And to this day, my kids call her grandma. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh- I would do anything for her, right? Mm-hmm. Very special. You can have very special people in your life, and it's hard. I think relationships are hard work, and so to mm-hmm. remember to try to give the same kind of grace that God gives to us, which is mm-hmm. not not easy to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. To in. Yeah. So my input would be, I think you have an inner circle of of, of friends, and then there are acquaintances outside that circle, and then those people inside that circle are not large in number, usually. Um, These are people, for me anyway, that I can trust with the deepest, darkest secrets and have them shed light on them, right? So, so, um, and you call 40 years later, like the calling I had to come to Georgia, it's as if it was 40 years ago, that you're thinking of old times and the battles that we were in, in swimming or water polo and... And um, yeah, these are just people that are always there no matter what. And the the joke I have is the definition of a good friend is when you're called in the middle of the night and asked to bring shovels, your only question (laughs) back will be do we bring flashlights? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bad joke, sorry.
0: No, I like that. That's good. Write that down.
4: Oh, that's pretty good I got the picture in my head I got my
2: coat
1: I like the guy who said uh, a friend will come and visit you in prison but a real friend will be sitting next to you saying, boy that was fun you know <laughs> Great.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Sorry, sorry. If we can, if we can talk, if
1: we can, I ask another question here. What do you think it means? Want, I'm sorry. When the when the scripture says, "Live a life worthy of your calling," mm-hmm. what does that mean to to you? Live a life worthy of your calling. What what is our calling? You know, can you shed some light on that? Maybe that'll
0: make you thankful. What
2: do you think? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> On
2: well, somebody else's. Do <laughs> you want to go? I'll let you.
4: All right, I'll, I'll take a shot at it. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to first address the uh, the friendship one because I go to the wisest man in the world, a as man ever lived, and he has a good word on that one. A proverb, uh, mm-hmm. he talks about the the uh, the man who is blessed because he has friends and and uh, and he's not despised by his neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the man who has no friends. He's despised and he's also, I think it says he's lost or uh, doesn't have much or anything. So, yeah, uh, but the, the, this calling we, we have in our lives uh, th- that we come to a point and we understand that, that what God has called us to. And I think that comes to us coming to understand who Christ is. And the more I come to know him, the more I understand wh- what he is in me and what he is, what he's called me to. And then I learned to understand what this life he's called me to, but most of all, I come to understand that he has called me to being like himself, and mm-hmm. not only does he called, not only does he do by "I uh, want me to be like himself," he's working in me to be like him always. <clears throat> right mm-hmm. So I live a life that is based on me work, walking in line with who Christ is, what he says and what he's doing, right? And then he does those things in my life, and the 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 caveat is, once I learn those things, you go, okay, good. Now let's move to fifth grade. (laughs) Go through, ready, then all right, let's move to sixth grade. (laughs) And you go, right now, I not at the PhD level, but I'm on the on the grad level. We're still going through. (laughs) Well, we was, but it's and I, you know, it's one of those things. You know, you 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 raise that question. And the, the the men and women that uh, most of the guys who are do the job I do for the ministry, uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the things we're we're adamant about. You know, explain to me why you want to be a part of this. And if it doesn't say if they don't understand, it's a call in my life. We go okay. Well, God bless you. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but understanding what it is God's call you to, what it is He's 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 He's, he's uh, gifted you and assigned you to do. Okay, now. You should be walking and living your life based on that because anything else outside that is never going to fulfill you. It's never going to bring you close to the Lord. It's not. You're going to always be frustrated, always yes. be the, be, uh, be, you never get there, right? You never reach that point. And even when you think you've arrived, you know, you look around and going, uh, oh, this is it.
0: Yeah. Is this it? Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Or you find yourself, you know, some of us have been to that lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, You're doing it's something run, and you get to a point yeah. and realize yeah. like, okay, Lord,
0: yeah. why you say what? <laughs> you why know, say what? Yeah,
4: like no, that's not. That's what know, I call you too. That's not. I want to yeah. address.
0: <laughs> I want to address what Paul said too. It just makes me think as we're around robin and everything. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned faith, Paul, in that that spot in each one of us. Uh, it's real interesting we always say to people maybe you remember this Paul I don't know if you and I used to talk about we always say to people how are you doing Mm -hmm. how are you today how are you doing but you know what we really ought to be saying is how are you faithing (laughs) how are you faithing today because like Paul I really agree said you know it's like uh, where is Jesus now he says in In 1 John, he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, faithful and just to forgive us our sins. We know what the Bible says, but he's interceding. So I like that old saying, the prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you mean by that, Joe? I mean, speaking of the faithing part, this is where the prayer gets hard, and that ties in with what Ron was saying. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven, and Joe sometimes gets in the way. Well, what do you mean? He's up there watching me. The Holy Spirit, He left and He gave to us, who lives in our life. We have the Holy Spirit in us to give us discernment so we can stay on the road that Ron just mentioned mm-hmm. without falling in the ditch or taking the wrong turn off. And, mm-hmm. and instead of having a fine restaurant, we end up at 7 Eleven, you know, <laughs> in the wrong spot. So He's up there saying, The Holy Spirit says, Hey, you know, God, Joe needs some help today. Well, what do you mean? The Son of God says, You know, Jesus said, He's trying real hard, but he needs little help today. So he says, uh, well, what's going on? The Holy Spirit uh, sends a message. He sends a message down to the Holy Spirit, and he says, this is what you're supposed to do. And by faith, if I will respond in faith, as little as it might be, the Holy Spirit sends it back up. It's like ACDC power. needs to be connected. needs to be plugged in. Mm -hmm. So what starts with the Holy Spirit speaking in my life, I pray and it sends it back to heaven. The Lord gets the message. And when he says, you know, Joe needs The Holy Spirit sends the message up. He needs this. God the Father says, well, how's this faith? There's the originator of how you're faithing. And when he says that, he says, oh, he's doing pretty good. He's got about a thimble full, like Paul said. Hmm. He said, well, send him down a thimble full of, of strength and power. And then I go till about 10 o'clock and say, oh God, it's morning, rather than good morning, God. (laughs) You know. (laughs) So it goes back around. But when he said when I reconnect that through the power of the Holy Spirit back, I begin to see what's happening. And God says well, he's got a barrel full of faith. Well, fill that barrel with power and faith and send it back down and meet those needs. The more faith that I can send up through the Holy Spirit by sending it back and keeping that, that prayer line and that faith line going, the more strength that he will give me. And that's where, like Paul said, the faith grows and it grows in my life. And if you look at the the things that Paul said, you know, the, the letters that he wrote, he always talks about his friends, my beloved friends, uh, the friends that I love or whoever it is, Anastas, whoever it is, he loves them. And when I was at the last church, <laughs> so I used to send out my things, and I would say, dear friends, I told Paul this. I guess I'm going to say it, Paul. <laughs> I, I would send out my emails. I had a lot of big things that I'd send out to thousands of folks, and I would say, hey, dear friends, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, such and such, one of the younger interns working on his doctoral program came in and me, says, Pastor Joy says, why do you always say friends? That's kind of cheesy. And uh, I thought, okay, that must be a millennial term. Let me think. (laughs) I said, I'm just glad I'm a friend and Jesus is my friend. So I just like to include him, you Mm -hmm. know, and when he went through difficulties, he came straight back to my office to talk to me. And when I would share with him, hey, let's, let's send it back up, you know, and see where we're going. I think friendship and faithship is so very important. And when I find it really hard to stay on that road, and I find like I'm sending it back, Lord, but I'm not hearing you yet, I need to remember this. No matter how hard the difficulty is going to be, I'm going to throw a couple of scriptures out later, but I just remind myself, no matter what I'm facing, it's not as hard on me. And you all have been through some tough things, but it's not as hard as it was for Christ to hang on a cross for me. And if you went through that for me, I could take another day, two, week, whatever you're doing, Lord, I'll wait on you. So anyway, those are things that just hit me because Paul's been down the road. That's why he's such a deep man Mm -hmm. of wisdom and walks with the Lord. And frankly, guys. It's talking to Paul the last couple of years. It's really strengthened my life. I mean, he's the one that has said, Joe, what about this? God's working. Mm-hmm. And he's been a great strength. And so is Ron and Steph, you guys, in supporting my
4: life. What I, I like how you tied that to the friendship thing as well, uh, Dr. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it, if well, the passage in Ephesians uh, where Paul is writing, I mean, he starts uh, – um, he starts by saying that he he's a prisoner mm-hmm. uh, of Christ, right, mm-hmm. and then he then the idea is to now live a life worthy of the, your calling, and then he goes on to tell them about things like praying for one another, having unity with the, uh, the body, you know all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. It, He talks about having relationships yeah. you know it, and it's, it' it's, it seems weird when you read it, you know that it's like it doesn't fit at first but it's like, okay, you're talking about this calling that you've actually talked about earlier, and now you're talking about how my conduct among other believers around me. Mm-hmm. So that's the part of that calling, uh, that what he's called me to is unity mm-hmm. with him. And that unity with him is displayed through my unity with other believers and other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, that one of the, one of the um, issues that I, we help, I help men deal with uh, because I think what's more normal than not is people don't have friends and they're, and they're not in relationships. You know, that, that's, the, that's the norm. It, it is a rare thing to have men or women, well, men in particular. Women seem to do better with it. They're relational. That's naturally so. Men on the other hand, most men, I'd say 99% of the men I know or have contact with, don't have friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: They, they don't have guys who they can call. Uh, one of the things we talk about, we ask guys, hey, who's in your foxhole? Uh, who's the guy that calls and say brings a shovel and you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I got I got But again, who, who's the guy? You can you morning? You know? <laughs> uh, who, who's the guy who can come alongside you uh, in the midst of your stuff and say, hey, your stuff stinks and you need to, you need to clean it up uh, yeah. or who comes alongside you and says, hey, listen, this is not the end of the world. You know, all right. Let's just brush yourself off. Let's start over again. I'm, I'm right here with you. Uh, we, we don't we don't have those, and I it it I think it's a function both of our own sort of natural sinful nature, to to, to go off by ourselves because it's contrary to how God made us. And number two, it's a, it's a culture around us that encourages that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not much of anything that encourages authentic relationship with people. And uh, one of the the guy who discipled me, my one of my best friends for years until his passing uh what's by the name of Elwood ellis and i remember he, big guy oh huge and he was part of the end of our fellowship and he happens to visit our church and took like to my pregnant cute wife he thought she was such a cute little bubbly thing <laughs> and we end up are uh, inviting him to dinner our house and spend some time together and after about the third time uh you know after church on sunday he needed a ride home and give him a ride back and then he Thought it'd be great. He thought we were great people and he really wanted to uh, establish friends because he was new to the city. He said, I, I really would like to have I have you guys as, a, as friends. I said, well, I have enough friends already. I'm, I'm good. And so he was a little taken back. My he goes, uh, no, seriously. I said, no, I'm serious. I said, well, here's the deal. I'm, let me tell you my idea of friendship and you tell me whether or not you want to be involved in that. He says, OK. I said, well, my idea of friendship is that. I split myself open. You split yourself open, right? Open it up and expose every nerve. I have the freedom to pluck any nerve I want and still allow me to do it again. And he says, Well, I don't know that I don't know if I'm ready for that. I said, okay, well, no problem. God bless you. <laughs> Move on. Uh that's because that's 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 a friendship. that's a friendship to me. Uh there are no off, there's nothing off limits. There are no boundaries. Uh we're friends. Uh, my friends have have the freedom to both challenge me and to hurt me, and I'm still going to love you. Uh, That has to be it has to be agreement. There's no getting angry because you didn't you set them to offend me or you said something dishonest or so you hey you told me a lie. Okay, uh, and I and now I, I how did I get there? Yeah, I my reading and and understanding who Christ is and what He showed me, what He taught me through all those readings and studying was. Listen, I'm gonna love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. You, you can fall, and I'm still here. You know, I'm not gonna let you lay in the dirt. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you to get up, and once you get up, oh, good. We're gonna keep. We're gonna walk on. Doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, okay. Well, I gotta imitate him. Mm-hmm. So with all with the friends I do, I did have and do have, they know there's no boundaries, there's no limits, there's no don't do this. No, it's not. I had the permission. You have permission.
1: Amen.
4: That's the Christ. That's the that's the unity of, of this relationship that we have with Christ and what he acquires with other people. Amen. I,
1: I, this is one of those moments when the when the preacher would thunder, you know, boom, the Bible says, you know, well, listen to what the Bible says. And and <laughs> boy, are are you on point? You know, it's because right. the Bible says that the the wounds from a friend can be trusted yes you know yeah. and, and to speak the truth when the scripture tells us to speak the truth and love with one another um i admire that that's that's a that's a that's a scary thing you know to open your <laughs> mind another to another person and say you yes. know you know here i am uh you know take me or leave me but i i like what you said ron and that was really good uh, another thought i had was uh and Tank, you know, Tank talked about uh, we have different circles. You know, we have people who are kind of really close to us, and then it c- kind of spreads out those concentric circles. Um, it's nice to have amigos and buddies and pals and soulmates. You know, there's there's all kinds of levels going on there. Um, but it's good to know we're not alone. We're not alone. And and the Bible, the Bible does say in thunder this in Ecclesiastes chapter four. It says two are better than one because a good return comes when two work together. Yes. And if one of them falls, the other can help him up. But yes. who will help the pitiful person who falls down yes.
4: alone? Yes, yes. Alone. Yes. Yeah. Um, you, you
1: know, Ernest, one, one of the, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead.
4: One One of the, uh, again, dealing with men, <laughs> uh, the, the, our, our tendency is to become angry or hurt or disappointed. And for some odd, well, I know the reason, but for some odd reason, our reaction is to go off by ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just it's become a loner. It's like, you know, you you leave your buddies, you stop calling, you stop hanging out because you know you're going through your thing. And the, the hardest thing to do to get people to do is is to kind of go against that. When you're hurt, when you fail, when you uh, are depressed, whenever, whenever, you know, hell itself rises up and attacks you, run to other people uh, because, it, you know, the reaction is to, is to go by myself and kind of work it out and wait until I kind of get through it. And I remind them that we have a very clear uh, passage in Scripture that says, Satan is like a roaring lion mm-hmm. roaming about seeking who he can devour. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I love the whole nature thing so the, the first picture comes to mind is this thing in Africa. You got all these animals out. You get that one little animal like eating by himself, not paying attention. He walks away from the herd.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: then all the lions get right between him and the rest of the, of the oh, herd. Hey man, and right. then they go after the one out by himself. And he has nobody run interference for him. He's, he can't get back to the herd. And they, he, they grab up get him on the back of his neck, crush his spine, and then he's dead. Uh, That's that's the picture I have of Satan, and it's like we 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 uh, we separate ourselves, we find ourselves by ourselves, and he beats us to death. There's no one there to say, "Hey, that's not true." That's right. There's no one say, "Hey, hey, hey, that's that's not what God says." He's constantly whispering and these lies, and it beats us to death. Mm. So yeah, I it's (laughs) God never made us to be be by ourselves and be not in community. He made two people in the garden, not one.
0: Amen.
3: Amen. Interesting. I think, I don't know if this is just for me or if this is a female perspective. We are very social, right? And uh, I I found myself a few years ago in a position where I know a lot of people, a lot Mm. of people, Mm. but I don't have that many that I'm really close with or a couple of them, but I found myself sitting and praying and asking God to really change who was in my circle. Mm -hmm. I wanted, um, especially women. I am guilty. Gossip is a big thing and I do not. (laughs) I mean, I want to hear it. If I'm being honest in the flesh, I do want to hear it sometimes, but I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be around that. And what has started to happen. And a lot of it was when I started health coaching actually, because I think I was starting to, do more personal development and work and realize that, um, who do I want to have a voice in my life? Who do I, and it's true. Like Paul and Joe, you're talking, I mean, how we ended up in Georgia. I love when you have a friend that calls you from 20, 30 years ago, you'll (laughs) always have some of those special people, but you can find yourself in a life that maybe isn't that circle of influence that you chose for yourself. It's just sort of happened. And so I, I, I'm very grateful. I have a handful of wonderful girlfriends that mm-hmm. same kind of thing. Hey, I was thinking about you this morning. Here, this mm-hmm. verse popped into my head. Are you all right? You know, rather, I really want where, and we're not boring. Like if you're a newer believer and you're listening, it's not like we talk, we feel log all day. <laughs> like we're silly and we goof <laughs> off. We, we like to do our hair and whatever. But yeah. I want I someone that also is going to say, Hey, Steph, you, you were really out of control or you were in a, you know, you need to apologize. I want that too, because yeah. that's what a real friend does. Yep. Right. And what I was thinking when I think it was Ron, when you started talking, I'm just thinking Jesus, I mean, you hear about Jesus's family, right? But when he's in his ministry years, I mean, those guys are like a gang. He's taking these vagabonds from all over. They're a hot mess. <laughs> if you haven't watched the cho- the chosen, right. Uh, watch yeah. it because it's an app you guys but it it shows sort of the drama come to life i mean he's taken the the guy that's the tax collector that's a disaster i mean he will use all of us right and those yeah. were all his friends those were mm. his people yeah. right
2: yeah
3: <laughs> we all need our people
2: that's right amen so I'll, I'll link kind of what all you guys said so i'm ask your question so like ron you said you know, becoming more like Jesus, asking, I didn't say this, but my analogy is, what would Jesus do, right? So when I'm at a point where I'm trying to figure out what I would do. And the more I do that, the more I become trying to be Jesus-like. And what Joe said, and Paul's question about friends, how many of we've felt like we've lost friends as we've personally developed and become yes. more like yes. Jesus yeah. and yeah. lose people. How many, how many of those have you lost? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
3: weird now. I'm like, I am. It's, I am weird.
4: I'm weird. That's- <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, again, I think we, thinking, you're right. We all experienced that. And I, I can look back. Uh, there are some people who were really, really close friends way back when, and now we are friendly acquaintances. I mean, we have, there are people who look and say, you guys are great friends because, uh, like for instance, I did a their 25th wedding anniversary, one of the couples, right? Uh that same couple uh came my my father uh passed away in Tennessee. They showed up at the, in Tennessee from, from Michigan.
1: Mm-hmm. They
4: drove away. nobody knew what was coming, they showed up. Uh when my their daughter, our goddaughter got married, I did the ceremony in North Carolina. When my mom just passed, uh my my stepmom, my mother-in-law rather, just passed. Uh, in Wisconsin, we took her back to Wisconsin at the funeral there, and a, couple, a number of those couples showed up. Right? Uh, and it's like, okay, they do that because we were family, like family. Uh, but we don't talk every week. We don't talk. It's just when certain things happen, they show up or call. Um, but as those, as those friendships transition to that level, uh, what also happened, God slowly brings other folk in our lives at a, at a different level. Mm-hmm. It's you know mm-hmm. and that's that's one of the I think one of the difficult things is being able to recognize that and being being open to that rather than oh I just I have these friends and and I I really like them and I don't want to do anything else. Uh now it's also especially hard for us uh since we we've moved about 10 times. But <laughs> 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 and and even we're, even uh going through um the 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 sort of trauma for those three years in Wisconsin of uh, a lot of the people, and we, were, we, had, we knew a lot of people, had a lot of friends. We, we, were, we had that house where everybody hung out constantly. Mm-hmm. There were, there yeah. were kids, hang, even kids and teenagers, hanging out at our house even when we were gone, <laughs> playing basketball, everything, right? Uh, but when that whole battle took place, every single one of those people literally disappeared.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: mm-hmm. some of them uh, were very public about not being associated with us. Um and in the middle of that that sort of darkness, uh some of the best friends we have now to this day are folks we we got to know during that dark period Amen. that God brought into yep. our lives. Uh yep. we were we just simply remained open to what God was gonna do. And we again we and we we've, we've been convinced for years that it's important, I'd say even critical, to have relationships with other people. And no matter how messy and hard it is, okay, you still in, involve yourself in the relationship because when it's messy, you grow, when it's great, you grow. <laughs> I know, well. right. That's right.
0: Well, one of the great things, too, in scriptures where Jesus said, and I'm trying to think of the verse where, uh, you are my friends, yeah. You know, John, you, you are, are my servants, friends, yeah.
1: No longer servants, but you're my friends, yeah. I mean, that's
0: yeah. the one, Paul. What is that again, John? What's that what's that text? I'm just blanked. Trying to prove I'm a senior, <laughs> yeah. but in any event, uh, yeah. You stop me. to Think about this. I mean, the God of all creation, He's He's my friend. He's a He's the God of creation who died and paid for my sins. All things that were made were made through Him, uh, and yet He's my friend. Yeah. So and I and He grows with me, like Ron said. So <clears throat> we need to be able to grow with with our friends and. Yeah be there for them but you know sometimes things will change there's been changes in my life and that's the thing like we're saying right now I mean I don't know I met Ron just a while ago and this guy blesses my life I love this guy I met Tank and we had a great uh coffee and whatever it was called Chrysole <laughs> together with the Thayers and man that's a special time a couple of years ago we, we've been doing this two years now and then Paul and I go back Paul and I have been through so many things together it's just amazing uh uh, it, it's this guy. He's something else. He's something else. He's been he's been what Ron said to me. What you were saying, Tank. He's been an anchor. Sometimes he said, "Joe, I love you, but you're stupid," and he was right. <laughs> You know, so, you know these things like
4: i, I know a couple of guys like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: mutual statement yeah <laughs> I said, I said, you're right man you're right that's that's a greek for a love i, I yeah, think of, that, and, and that, a greek it, or which one is it exactly
0: <laughs> I, said, I don't know why jesus said call no man stupid but anyways <laughs> said, you know that was in there too but, you know we, we we got thanksgiving this week and uh So I guess we really only got into one thing and our time kind of went on us. we got a little teeny bit here, but I think we'd want everybody to know, am I correct in this, jump with me, that friendship is one of the most wonderful things we can have to be thankful for as believers. Yes. And that friendship is not only, it's like the cross. It's this way with the Lord. And because it's this way with him, mm-hmm. it's this way with everybody. And we're not dying on a cross because of Christ. We can reach out and love people in Christ's way. He loves us. So an attitude of gratitude will grow and grow in the seedbed of faith, as Paul said, that listens to us, that that, that grows and listens to God. Um, I used to tell people your goal in life is anybody who crosses your path today. When I was a youth pastor, boy, we're going way back now. I got to remember where I left my toga. But anyway, when you would tell kids, students even, anybody who crosses your path ought to be a better person because they spent 60 seconds with you. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you say could make or break somebody. You could say something, I'm not even know, but you changed their life. Yeah. All the way through to today. So we would want to tell all of you listening in, we're your friends. We're here for you. You send us a text or emails. We'll be praying for you. I need to say uh, something real quick. Time-wise, uh, I want to open this first before that. Who's got something on your mind that you want to say real quickly? I'm going to take just the last 60 seconds to, to put a thought on what we're doing in the last minute. If anybody has something that you want to say so I don't miss, you guys are the best.
1: Let me give you a theolog thought here. Yes. God has one agenda for our lives, one agenda, and that's to conform us to the image of his son. And he will use a myriad of things to cause that to happen. But he is so faithful to that agenda. And if we can be faithful to that and open ourselves to that and recognize that whatever good, bad, up, down, ugly, backwards, whatever it is, God is using that. Into conformance to the image of his son, yes, and uh, and I'll leave you with another thought. The scripture says in Ephesians, the New Living Translation, it says, "Tolerate one another in an atmosphere that's thick with love." And I think that's that's just wonderful in an <laughs> that's atmosphere that's thick with love. <laughs> <Ooh>. That's <laughs> a good one. I love uh, you guys. <laughs> Thank
0: you.
1: Well,
2: uh, I'll tell you. Based, you know, it's Turkey Day. So, base these people in love.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. There, there you that. go. <laughs> <Come on.
0: Yeah. laughs> just don't that's bake good. them too long, right? That's right. I love it. Man. That's, that's right. Anybody, just a few seconds, and I'm going to throw off our, our commercial and tell them when something that's great that's coming. Okay. All right uh it's stephanie you are such a champion you're the one lady in our whole group right now and you just keep everything so well. thanks for what you do amen tank thanks so much All right. uh we are sponsored as you well know by your gifts and donations and we have somebody right now steve cabezuda uh, is his name i could name people right now that are donating to us but you know every month we have costs that we have to meet for the program mm-hmm. and um If you go to our website, you know the website, bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations, plural. Uh, There's a donate button there, and you can read the story of everybody, and we will be so appreciative because whatever you donate, a couple people donated this week, and it'll be matched It's a perfect match, 100% match he's going to do, and we could use the help. We really could. So maybe at this Thanksgiving season, uh, if you find it on your heart to maybe bless that way, it'll be a blessing to all of us, and we would thank you very much for it. I've got something that I want to surprise you with ahead of time. Coming up this next year, I don't think I told Stephanie yet because she's really busy with all her folks. I did tell Tank, I think. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, My bad. No, no, that's okay, Tank. We're going, we have a book publisher. I've got another book that's being published right now. And, uh, and we're going to publish. Uh, I know Ron's going to work on one. Paul's got some incredible things to share. Tank's got a book he's working on. It's just, I can't wait on cell structure and things in the universe of touch of God. We're going to do a raising expectations book. It's going to be called Raising Expectations. That's why we're here. We care about you. The book's going to be published. Each of these special people you see right here are going to have a chapter, about four chapters in that book. So, because we don't want to go over about 150 pages, because we want you to be so excited by it, you're going to sit down with one cup of coffee and one box of donuts. No, 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 Uh, (laughs) one box of
2: radishes.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. definitely going to give you something to go there. But as you, you're going to want to read this story. It's going to be the story of these people's lives. You're going to hear from them how God has worked in their life and how the call of God, as God's shown you, has been what they've done and how the faithfulness of God, as Rana as shared, has been there and how the obedience to God that the Thayers have shown has been present in their life. And, and, and I'm going to share... It's going to be an incredible book. We're going to be offering it. It will be worldwide. It's going to be with a great publisher. They're so excited. And uh, so basically, there's going to be four books coming out of here, and we can't wait to share them with you. So if you can donate and help us uh, keep our program going, keep it rolling. uh, And those of you that are already, God bless you. We thank you beyond what you can imagine for doing this uh, for us and helping us. Uh, So again, raise bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations, plural. And there's a donation button there. And then read the story about these folks. Too. We're going to re-up the story. He's going to have to have all of you send me some new stuff. We're going to have it. It's going to be exciting what we're doing. So uh, are you excited? Stephanie, surprise. <laughs> You'll be in there. So it's going to be real good about that.
1: <laughs> you get five chapters, Steph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get that's, And my
0: last chapter is why I love fudge, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> no. Organic, organic, fudge. That, organic, organic fudge. Thank fudge. you, organic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that was blasphemous. <laughs> Did <you see> that? <laughs> Sorry, tank. But uh, anyway. Uh, God bless you. Uh, I think uh, I, I've lost my uh, my chat thing here. I don't know. What time have you got? What time you got? I've been, I think we're about this. to go off. <laughs> all right. We got to cut. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. On behalf of everybody here, all of us, God bless you. We love you being our friends, and we're your friends forever. Because a friend's for a friend forever,
1: Paul. That's right. If the Lord's the Lord of them.
0: Yes, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) All right. God bless you. We'll see you next week and uh, watch what you eat. How does that sound? Good (laughs) Austin? God bless you guys. We'll see you later. Thanks so much. God bless. Bye-bye. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous. But most of all, uplifting so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.